we have breaking news this just in we have limited edition t-shirts and hoodies available on the website on officiallounge.com get yours while they last everything's for sale like and subscribe now back to this episode The Unofficial Lounge with Ashante, Craybon, and Monty. We're here to give you the insight into some of the biggest plays you remember involving the people wearing the stripes. We look at the grit it takes to become an official while exploring the history of officiating with the people who made it. It's more than black and white. Hey everyone, 2020 is in the books. We made it. Gotta give a big shout out to Craven Barrett, Shante Jordan, Taylor Jordan, Chris Hayes, everybody helping out behind the scenes. Uh, without them, it just wouldn't be what it is. A big thank you to Mr. Chuck Stewart for always being there uh, in the clutch when we need him. And then a big shout out to every guest that's been on to the podcast to this point. Uh, Mr. Coleman, Mr. Kelly, Dean Blandino, uh, just a big thank you to everyone. We're working on uh, January, then we'll go take a little break. First up are some of the local guys, Chuck Stewart, DJ Johnson, and Francisco Villar. They talk about what it's like stepping into the Coliseum for the first time. Yes, I do. Uh, I was walking down that ramp. I don't think my feet touched the ramp, the ground going through there. I mean, I was in awe of heaven, man. You know, uh, I was in awe. I walked around the stadium and looked up at, you know, and looked and saw all the seats and people that started filling up. And, uh, but you know what? As soon as the ball was kicked off, I didn't even notice the difference. It was just like any other game. Okay. But it was, it was great to walk down that ramp the first time. Right. And that, that ramp still haven't changed in all these years. What's it name? is the exact thing. Just a few on the wall, and, but other than that, it's the exact thing. Now they have the locker room, official locker room. It's still very small. It, it's, I, how do I describe that? Well, when, when people ask me where, where are my favorite places to work, Coliseum's always one because I grew up there. Gotcha. You know, watching games there, working there, selling programs there. Even to this day, uh, I always love walking out of out of that tunnel onto that field because it just you know it holds so much history to me. You know, I grew up there, so it, it's always special to me. And then that's another thing I always do. I always tell people, I said, you know, whatever level you're working at, you know, take a minute and look around, take it all in, enjoy it. And uh, I always enjoy going home. Going home okay. is always a pleasure. Uh, going into the chain crew locker room and seeing all my friends, all the guys that I worked high school football with, getting ready for the chains and them giving me a bunch of crap. <laughs> you know. So even I was guy, about to say, even, even the guy yeah, job yeah. he took. Was, yeah. Did the guy job he took, was he back? Did you give him his job back? Uh, he, he, was, he, he moved out of state somehow. I, I don't know whatever happened. The Las Vegas <laughs> desert is littered with people. <laughs> Well, you you remember when Dean talked about the next Friday and Friday? 
Yep, the next Friday was better than the first Friday. I'm going to give you a hot take, and you guys might, you guys might kick me off the show, but I am... Whoa, slow down, buddy. I am... <laughs> next Friday was better than Friday. There you go. Ooh. I, said I said it. Ooh, Ooh. now... I, I hold up, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Because cause Friday, wow. Friday, to me, is like House Party 3. They have some lines in there Ooh. that even if you yeah, didn't both, see the movie everybody know don't nobody know house party you know, three got, hold up you got all hold up all from, hold up but let's stop let's stop okay monty when, hold up when bernie Mac, when bernie Mac said if they don't like play the, it, play, the, they play, all, the, play the kanye right quick hit the kanye i'm really happy for you i'm let you finish you said friday uh, was at the next was better than friday no, 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 just the second the one. The second one. The next Friday. Mike Epps. What was Mike Epps? But it, it didn't even have Big it Worm. <laughs> Friday was, I, I'm not knocking Friday. I just prefer next Friday because of Mike Epps and the 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 Mexicans that lived in Rancho Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Well, yes. That, I just, yes. So, the, I agree with you, Dean. I didn't know Rancho Cucamonga was a place until I moved to California because I thought, oh, I thought, yeah, I'm like, I thought, oh, that was just in Friday. William, you're going to be an official one day. When you're learning how to officiate, what's the first thing you need to learn? Punch back. Working a five-person uh, JV game on a Monday night. I was working H uh, on the line. This quarterback threw a backward pass, and I punched backward the referee was a um was a nifoa member a small college official d3 and d2 i believe at the time did he stop the game after the punch back and come over <laughs> <and talk to you? laughs> yeah, that's exactly the truth he saw that and he was like what, what was that you know he, he he he's never seen you know jv game what well, you don't expect that and he's so he comes up he goes you you should apply to the uh, small college group. you're telling me the simplest mechanic <laughs> yes. of punching back yeah, i'm telling backwards you backwards pass you should go to the next level. That's how low the bar is. And That's how low the bar is up here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> absolutely. All right, next up, we got a, a funny story from uh, our, our brother and friend fighting pancreatic cancer, Scott Typher. Avery, what's the only thing you have to remember when you're in New York City? Don't steal from Yankee Stadium. No, thank you, Scott. The Bronx brawler. Thank you, Scott. There you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, you know what? If I, if I don't get back on the field, at least I could say my very last game was at Yankee Stadium. Oh, there you go. Dog, there you and, go. and a funny story go. about the end of my very last game. I was doing a bowl game last year, and it was um, – Who was that? Michigan State and uh, – Michigan State and, uh, Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Okay. Yeah, Michigan State Wake Forest. And um, my observer on the game, Scott Cook, a longtime Yankee fan. So I asked him if he wanted some of the turf – from Yankee Stadium, you know, at the end of the game. And he says, yeah, absolutely. So all throughout the game, you know, it was a little damp out and I was replacing divots for my own good. I don't want to be stepping in them. So then we're down at the end of the game and we're down near the goal hope, down near the goal line, and Michigan State has the ball and the lead and Wake Forest is out of timeouts. So the quarterback takes a knee. They don't need to score anymore, so he takes a knee. So now I'm standing a couple of yards deep in the end zone with freshly laid side. And even though there's, you know, 
20 seconds on the clock and the clock's running down. The players are now removing their helmets and shaking hands and doing, you know, post-game congratulatory thing. So I reach down and figure, you know, hey, this is a good time for me to grab a little piece of turf. So I reach down to grab some turf and up comes a piece that never took sod. So I got like a two foot by three foot piece of sod snapped <laughs> in my hand. So naturally, I'm not going to run off the field with that. <laughs> lay it down. And, you know, naturally, when you get in the locker room, one of the first things you do after, you know, congratulating each other on what a great job we all did is, you know, you go to your phone to see what your family and friends on the outside, how it played out. And first thing I got is a text from my daughter. Dad, are you stealing the grass from Yankee <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one is our buddy Steve Strimling, referee extraordinaire. All right, Avery, what's the golden rule of life? Always be coachable. In our high school unit at that time, guys worked high school and college. Bill McCabe, I think we all know Bill McCabe. Bill, yeah. Oh, yeah. Referee on the game. Absolutely. So Bill knew and he goes, hey, your kid's playing. I got the game. And I said, oh, hey, can I go – can I go in early? What do you guys do? I'd like to see what you guys do. I was interested in officiating. You're watching games and all that. Um, never been to a big college game that way. And he said, sure. He goes, come in, fr- come in Thursday night. I'll come in early and hang out with us Friday. So I went to the pregame, went to dinner. He let me stay in his room, got me a sideline pass. And I fell in love with that. I said, I want to do this. Is there any way I can do any part of this? And that's when, you know, he had that conversation with me. You can do this. You want to go in college football? I think you can do well. You just have to change one thing. I said, great. Look, that should be easy. I said, what? He goes, just stop being an asshole. On this next one, we got Daryl D.J. Johnson, one of the members of the first all-black officiating crews in the Pac-12 Conference. In this one, DJ gives us a glimpse into what everyone wants to know. What do the officials hear and see on those sidelines? There's, there, there's also, he worked two national championship two games. National cha- two, two national championship games. But we only going to bring up one play. One play. In particular. But I remembered another play from your first national championship game. Yep. It was Clemson, Alabama. That was in Glendale, Arizona, right? Right. Uh, that was the famous second half opening kickoff onside kick from Alabama, right? What right. were you thinking on that play, right? Because we say we always got to be ready and officiating. But I think because the score was tight, when that play happened, what was your thought other than the officiating side of it? I know you had to stay focused, but. Did it surprise you as much as it surprised Clemson? The world. Uh, <laughs> right, the world. It, 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 it did surprise me, and um, it, it was very surprising because that was a game-changing play. That, that was almost like there was the onside kick. Was that in the uh, Super Bowl with New Orleans? and Yeah, New Orleans and the Colts. It, 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 it right. was that same kind of play, you know, at that point in the game, that really changed the momentum. And uh, I, I, I remember seeing uh, Coach Saban on the sideline after that, 
and watching him walk uh, walk up and down the sideline, he was like, "We got him." So the okay. so the coach and everybody just the you can just feel the momentum feel just feel change right then, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so is it true that that people say like momentum? You you can you can just you can cut it with a with a, with a knife. Huh? Momentum like credit. You know when you got it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of time left in that game. But, you know, it, it, it was one of those things where they needed a spark, and that play kind of gave it to them at that time. Okay. You know, I, I have a little bit different feeling about momentum. I say momentum is like that that high school sweetheart that you thought you was going to keep forever, but then all of a sudden just somebody come with a new car and she gone. Mm-hmm. That's momentum to me. You you <laughs> may have it for a second, but, boy, do you blink, it's, it didn't left you. At the altar, oh. right? It leaves you fast. That's because you're driving a Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I, you know, I was still bumming rides with my friends. So. <laughs> wow. All right, everyone. This one here is a little more my speed. We talked to head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs, Kalen DeBoer, and he wants us to hit the button. Hayden. What college do you want to go to when you grow up? I want to go to Fresno State. So, so ask. hold on, hold on. Right. So, uh, so, coach, that you you've been here spouting these things off about these championships and everything. We got to give you a little props on that. You, you, you that's a little big time, coach. That's hold that's, up. Hold up. So hold up. I apologize, Coach. Normally, Monty, I got to tell you to press the button. Man, let press me press it, it again. <laughs> See, that's that alumni thing. Turn <laughs> 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 the program rep was one and eleven before I before we got here. Hold on, Coach. With the Mountain West Championship. That's that alumni. Hold on. Now we're going. Now we're talking. Now I don't condone talking. that one. I don't condone that one, Coach. I'll let now, you do now everything. Now you get me fired up. You done with this alumni section? <laughs> <laughs> like, but we we I done. Scorecard think... 1-0. Always 1-0. What, what 1-0. 1-0. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my Taking God. Taking care of business today. Taking care of Anybody business today. Anybody out there, give me Gus Miles' own number, please. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, Coach. I think that's yeah. called painting the Valley Red. Painting the Valley Red. <laughs> I don't condone hey, hit, this. Hit that button. Hit that button. <laughs> hold on, hold on. No, he can't say that. The coach can't say hit the button. Hey, wait, wait. The guest doesn't say that. <laughs> I had oh, to. That is, Me and that mine were right here. Stay tuned for future episodes. The return to the University of Kentucky and legend Wilbur Hackett. The trying uh, uh, in, 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 in to the barriers that we were trying to break down, the social injustices that were taking place, the fact that blacks could not go into to, to restaurants, uh, the fact that we had separated uh, schools. Uh, I, I just, I, I was a part of that because I participated in the demonstration. I participated in the marches. I marched with Martin Luther King. But when I went to UK, as white as it was, as, as segregated as Kentucky was in some places, I didn't think about integrating. I thought about going to college to play football. Thank you for listening to this episode. Remember to please like and subscribe as the unofficial lounge is available on all your podcast streaming outlets, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and Anchor. We look forward to you joining us next time in the unofficial lounge.